0: And hello and welcome, everyone, to the comic multiverse, where the worlds of nerd me. We're back again, Matt, after another impromptu hiatus. I swear, I'm not planning all of these things. I'm sorry. <laughs> The show has been so infrequent this month. August has just been whooping my ass like I owe it money. I don't know who I pissed off in the greater cosmology of the universe, but everything that could have gone wrong for me did go wrong for me. I had a really impromptu trip to the city that I didn't plan for. It,
1: yeah, yeah, even for like me, like for some reason, August was just so fucking busy.
0: What, what what did we do mad who who did we offend what right. curse did we awaken
1: someone we we stepped on someone's ancestor's bones or something God, i don't know yes. walked across yes. some hidden native american graveyard or something or I don't know.
0: something yeah i blame zazloff because everyone <laughs> seems to be <laughs> damn you zazloff it's either that or the moon people are finally back for us mad <laughs> Oh our, no our our season one antagonist the moon people who we were very much against (laughs) with their damn moon speak thinking they're so great because they were you know born on the moon and shit yeah
1: (laughs) yeah the uh, the blue side of the moon yeah
0: yeah bringing bringing that one back for everyone but yeah so i went to the city which i didn't much enjoy but i did end up having some time on my hands Uh, i read a book actually a book without pictures oh really yes i read that uh jeanette mccurdy book i'm glad Uh, my mom is dead yes Uh, because i love hollywood shit show stories i love shit involving child actors and oh boy the book was called i'm glad my mom died how could you not want to read that (laughs) It's uh, it's everything you thought it would be. Again, you know, I I never watched iCarly or Sam and Max because you know I'm a dude and I was totally past you know the freaking target demographic for Nickelodeon. But even if you're not, it's a really goddamn interesting read.
1: And even if you if you haven't, you've probably at some point if you've been on the internet for as long mm. as we have has heard of like, yes. the shit like shit inadvertently that has come out about all of this about Dan, Mister Footman Schneider, Jared.
0: Yeah, or, or yeah, Dan Sheridan. Yeah, man. Here's the funny thing about the Sheridan bit, because that was the thing that we all really wanted to read. There was an, even a thing that came out like a couple months prior where it's like, oh, when she left the show, Nickelodeon tried to give her like $300,000, basically just shut up and never talk about him. Yeah, yeah. It's great because the book just calls him the creator for a couple chapters. Then by the end, it's like, fuck it, so Dan, right? <laughs> and it's like, it's not just that the dude was incredibly creepy to the young child cast but it was also that the dude was some sort of weird like psychological warfare dude who would like repeatedly uh cast all the stars against each other and get Mm -hmm. them to talk about each other behind their back and fight and i'm like dude you work in fucking kids television what is wrong with you
1: one thing i didn't know that i learned about when reading about all the stuff when our book was coming out was uh why all the shows were filmed in florida and that's because florida doesn't have like child labor laws and that's why and that's why all of those these shows are filmed down in their studios there because they can just work them until they turn to drink and drugs and whatever else
0: everything else yeah it's a, it's fucking crazy that they let that go on for long. and by the end of it he had like kind of stepped on the wrong toes and he had like kind of pushed himself yeah. too far yeah. she
1: was <laughs> wrong toes yeah wrong
0: toes <laughs> hey how about that I, I didn't mean to do that but i did <laughs> Basically, by the end of his run, he wasn't allowed to be on set anymore. They basically had him direct remotely from, like, a sound booth, and they said that sucked because that added, like, an extra two hours onto every shoot because, like, a PA would have to go to his little sound booth, come back, run back and forth. So, like, he was had to direct remotely because no one wanted to see him and no one wanted to work with him. Because
1: he's such a fucking weirdo
0: because he's such a fucking weirdo who ruled kids television for like a decade there and it's like how the hell did anyone let this happen yeah but yeah so that's what my week looked like what uh what about <laughs> yours matt
1: uh, me well as we were talking about before uh we started the show i've started uh dabbling in emulators mm. um a little bit more I've, I've tried them in the past and they never really worked out for me but for some reason now like it's just all fucking working like everything i've tried uh so far has just worked perfectly i got like i i was because obviously you need like a controller to play you can play with keyboard and stuff but it's really dicky i tried my um third party switch controller and it just fucking worked it synced all the buttons and everything and like holy shit this is this is so cool
0: Uh, Yeah, there's a whole world out there of really awesome emulation if you're willing to put in the time to figure it out and everything. I know I said before I had sprung for the money for an Ein Odin that I ordered from China. It's a little handheld number with like a Snapdragon processor and everything that you can play shit on. And uh, God willing, it'll be here, you know, between now and six months from now. it's a it's a whole thing but yeah it looks super cool i know there's like so much great stuff that like you can't get anywhere else or can't even get in the form that you would want to play it in like the original grand theft autos like the old silent hills you were telling me about yeah
1: yeah I like trying to find any silent hill games on any console that you can at least try and play it on is hard because if you do find them they're obviously really overpriced um because they don't make them anymore um so to like have them be able to play them on emulators in kind of the way they were meant to be played like Mm -hmm. on pretty much an emulation of the console they were they were originally on uh is great and it allows me to play games i haven't played for 15 years
0: oh i hear you yeah i was right i was right into def jam Mm mm-hmm I was into the old PS2 Punisher game from Violition that's, like, way better than you think. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff out there that you know that they would never release again. And it's such a shame. You know, it, it, it speaks a lot to, you know, a problem with the gaming industry that, you know, they're not doing as much as they should to, like, maintain their history right imagine if there was like amazing paintings that you just couldn't see because they're like ah sorry the wall can't handle these
1: it's really weird how like a lot of them a lot of the companies specifically nintendo they'll they'll release these these games like uh like mario 64 Mm -hmm. and and all that but they'll only do it for like a short time then nope nope we're taking that back into the vault and you're never going to see that again like it's so strange
0: it's a weird disney thing it's like so you could do these but you're choosing not to yeah
1: you could do these you know that there's a market for them because you see people always talking about them yeah but you uh yeah it's so strange
0: it's it's so weird and you know hey it, it's it speaks to something too even in this day and age where it's like oh but i but 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 i bought a digital copy of this you know i bought a digital copy of those grand theft autos well it's a good thing you did because they took them off steam because they want you to buy the brand new greatly inferior remastered editions mm-hmm. or complete editions that aren't really complete at all it's like oh we don't own our digital media at all do we huh? we are kind of at the whim of these corporations who will just do whatever the hell they want with them yeah it's kind of fucked and again a conversation everyone's been having a lot recently after what's been going on with hbo max and warner brothers discovery and just whole whole animated series they're scrubbing not just from their streaming service which was supposed to be a library that had everything but also completely scrubbing it from itunes and their youtube channel basically making it like it doesn't exist yeah but uh, getting rid of
1: all of Cartoon Network's videos and stuff like that, which is really funny because when you, when you if you know, like, Cartoon Network was created as a way to Mm -hmm. preserve and archive all of the old cartoons that Ted Turner uh, originally had access to.
0: Yep, hard to believe, right? That's shocking how we are moving backwards. Basically, just because it sounds like one guy's a jackass.
1: (laughs) I don't know what his, like, is he planning on, like, selling them off
0: that's the theory is he just depreciating this shit so much that you know he's just gonna cut up the company and sell it for parts
1: but but it's really funny because like in depreciating them i think he like like i saw um what was that one i saw infinity train yeah because it got taken off it had like shot to like the top of like itunes charts and like like amazon and all that sort of stuff so it's like is there like is that like Part of his method.
0: <laughs> yeah, is this like some weird like three-dimensional chest? Like if I threaten to take it away, then they're gonna want it that much more. I uh, Infinity Train is a really interesting case too. Uh, I only watched the first season. I really enjoyed it, but it's this thing where it's like the fans of that show specifically feel like such a sense of ownership over it because they basically pushed and petitioned it to get made because it was like a little pilot Mm -hmm. back when, you know, the Cartoon Network YouTube channel would have pilots. They pushed for it to get made. They got, I think it was like three or four seasons. I can't quite recall. Then it got canceled. Then they pushed even harder to try and get it back. And now it's being taken away from them. And it's like, geez, you guys really woke with a sleeping fandom dragon on this one. I, I would not mess with Infinity Train fans. And also, now I feel like I need to go back and finish Infinity Train too. <laughs> try
1: and find, yeah, try and get a hold of it.
0: <laughs> well, hey, you know, uh, not for nothing, but, you know, I heard on the streets there's a person out there, uh Hanna-Barbera Screencaps, who's literally going around with, like, a Google Drive with four seasons of the show on there just because it's like, hey, watch it now before they take it away. That's cool. That's cool also hey as the chat is saying yeah they also took away 200 episodes of sesame street which is fucking horrifying again if you know the history of sesame street and the henson company and everything they always wanted sesame street to be free to children everywhere as something to bring them all together apparently you can actually still watch them free on the sesame street website the new ones
1: yeah it's oh man it's it's so strange seeing all these things just just up and disappear reminds me of like like um years and years and years and years and years ago um the bbc the british broadcasting mm. company yes. um they apparently what they would do was uh they would wipe tapes to reuse them yes
0: and this and is why we lost all those doctor who's that's
1: why we lost all those doctor who's and it's it's a reason we all actually almost lost um monty python's i think oh, like, no. flying circus or like one of their shows but it, oh, it no. was um it was either terry gilliam or john cleese or one of them actually managed to like smuggle the tapes out and make copies (laughs) of them so it's why we still have those sorts of things
0: so so literally the official people involved took part in piracy as a way to preserve art for future
1: generations that's the only way you can do it you know
0: i know right again you know hey not not all pirates were evil let's call that privateering is what we're doing (laughs) we're privateering art for future generations yeah uh, again too, I think the Infinity Train guy in his interview said, you know, the most disappointing part about them, you know, nuking all these animated shows isn't even that we lose out on residuals. Cause here's the thing about residuals, those don't go to us, those go to our union to pay for our health care in the state. So they basically came after our health care. That was another thing I heard
1: people saying is that if they kept these shows on that it and like kept them around, it would mean they would have to pay out the residuals, but just Yes, getting rid of them just going full scorch just means they don't have to do
0: that yes it, and like literally when you break it it's pennies they're doing this to yeah. save pennies which makes me think like how how fucking expensive was this goddamn merger then between Ooh. discovery and warner brothers that you're nuking everything you can well not only
1: that like how much fucking debt did the wb actually have like like i know we, uh, we someone mentioned that it was in the billions but like how many billions
0: it seems like a lot now doesn't it yeah and yeah as the chat says makes you worry about the future for stuff like harley quinn uh young justice which uh people were asking greg wiseman all week and he was loudly saying no no they haven't renewed us yeah yeah that yeah that's probably gonna be next (laughs) yeah i I don't think they're going to renew that one because young justice as much as we loved it that one was also always kind of on the bubble yeah it it got resurrected like two like friggin two uh, regimes ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know, man. It's it's weird. It's weird times in streamable media. Weird times in like art creation in general, right? Mm-hmm. A, a lot of the stuff you know we're, we're basically seeing the lie of streaming come true it's like oh yeah spend this much on streaming and you'll have an ever-living library that you can ever access but instead yeah. when we say we don't want you to yeah,
1: yeah not
0: not really yeah yeah <laughs> and suddenly all those weirdos who still bought dvds are like i told you i told you so <laughs> you thought i was crazy you didn't believe me because i still buy my blu-rays <laughs> Well, I I guess that guy has a point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, crazy old mountain man. I guess you really did show us the way. (laughs) But yes, believe it or not, everyone, we are actually a comic book podcast, and we do actually have comic book news. And because we've been away for two weeks, we actually have a lot to cover. Mm -hmm. But before we do any of that, Matt, uh, we actually have a sponsor this week. I know it's been a long time since we've had one. We do have a sponsor. Yeah, normally the show is just brought to you by viewers like you, patrons, people who, you know, uh, give money here in the chat when we go live. But this time, we have an actual sponsor. It's not a company. It's actually an old friend of ours. It's Tom Carter, who you will remember. Maybe you would listen to us all talk together on podcasts back when we worked for Name Redacted. (laughs) But uh, he's out there working hard as a colorist right now and he's got a brand new Indiegogo Kickstarter campaign going on right now called Rise of the Sky Titans. It's from Mega Comics Publishing. That's comics with an X, in case you're wondering. It was extreme. It's very extreme. Uh, I'm sure Matt, when he re-edits this later, he'll be sure to put some pictures up for all of you to see. But yes, I'm looking at the picture of it right now there. Uh, There's three alternate covers going on and uh, rise of the sky titans uh we got a little blurb here in the near future a small band of monster hunters a former u.s army ranger a hit woman and a plucky girl who can turn into a werewolf with a magical badge stop a cannibalistic assassin hired by the mob from taking a powerful (laughs) talisman meanwhile a shadowy organization documents their every move now if you're looking at the picture like i am here and i'm sure as matt is putting up this has a wonderful grindhouse feel to it and to tom's credit uh the colors look really nice they do yeah yeah they look great yeah colors look nice and everything so if you want to support a friend of the show if you want to support indie comic creation by people who matt and i vouch for you can definitely do that now
1: (laughs) yeah there's no comic gators involved in this
0: no 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 no. it's all it's all good and clean and vouched for (laughs) by us so go check that out tell tom we said hello and uh in the future if anyone else out there also wants us to champion their project you too can buy uh ad space here on the comic multiverse for very reasonable prices
1: you can just don't no nfts
0: (laughs) yes no no fucking yeah we're not gonna open the door to that. that
1: recently with people offering oh sponsor this new marvel game and i'm like no it's a fucking blockchain piece of shit
0: I know, isn't it always? But yes, you too can sponsor the show as well, and you too can have your own couple minutes of fame here on the show if you want. And another person who's having a couple minutes of fame is Captain Coon, longtime fan who's helping us out there with $5. Hey, man, those Blu-rays can be used as projectile weapons <laughs> in the dark apocalypse we're headed towards. Yeah, I guess so. You could make like, uh, what what is it, in Fallout you have that gun that fires records? Yeah, yeah. Is that what I was thinking of, or is that one of the fall or uh, Far Cry games that it shoots records? I think maybe Far... I, I, I can't fucking remember. They all which, which it, bleed together. Or did that one shoot CDs? I know Saints Row is the one that oh. shoots dubstep. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All these games and their crazy weapons bleed together, but it's one of them. It's one of them. I promise it's one of them. So yeah, check that out and with that out of the way, we can hop on to the news proper and like I said there's a lot going on. Starting things off, the future of the Flashpoint movie, Matt, there was some actual movement on that this week. A little
1: bit. Yeah, yeah. Ezra Miller didn't
0: terrorize anyone
1: at least that we know of. We
0: know. Of. Of uh apparently they cornered ezra miller apparently you know they said they set a trap for them it's like one of them looney tunes traps with the big box and the stick and they were able to you know grab (laughs) them
1: they put a small child under it you know
0: yes there you go they were able to get him in the back of a white panelless van and bring him back to burbank to talk about what the hell they were going to do uh this comes on the heels of an article saying that internally at warner brothers they were kicking around three ideas Either get Ezra to apologize, which seems to be what they're working towards right now, uh, completely reshoot the movie, which they're probably not going to do, and completely cancel the movie, which they were probably going to never do. Uh, Ezra did make a statement, though I would not call it apology. It's basically like, oh, and I, uh, you know, I, I feel terrible for all the people who I have upset what what about the people you assaulted yeah. and robbed and potentially kidnapped
1: you're literally physically assaulting people you know yeah
0: you're you're, you're a one-person crime wave again i bet you a hundred dollars ezra miller did not make that statement that was a studio statement oh yeah that
1: was like his agent or something he had no or shit, no yeah. part in that because yeah again he's probably you know traveling around america with his bulletproof vest and gun
0: yeah Yes, in, in, in their weird cult setup there. But yeah, uh, apparently what it is is that they are going to be seeking treatment for their complex mental problems. Though I should hope they also seek treatment on being an asshole. Because I think even if you are mentally unstable, I think a lot of this behavior just comes down to you being an asshole yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: is what this really was but uh, i guess they're hoping that they can maybe you know salvage the movie and still release it and have them do press and have it not be a total nightmare for them an interesting thing too about the article that came out was they're like oh uh ezra miller's mother is with them now for this and i'm like oh is that how they got them back they're like look we can't pay them enough money to come in and fix this problem but if we pay his mother or their mother a bunch of money maybe you know they can work that magic that only mothers can to call and guilt trip ezra to coming into work
1: yeah yeah
0: I mean, jeez, you know, if you wanted to get me, you know, just have my mother blow up my phone and guilt trip me. <laughs> that, uh, that'd do. That would do it. But, uh, yeah, so <laughs> the, the Flashpoint movie continues to limp along in this weird friggin' Schrodinger's cat's sake, uh, you know, state
1: yeah it's really strange like because the movie's still like over a year out like it comes out in a year so like so much shit could still happen in that year he could he could again he says all this and then just immediately spiral again and we'll have another hawaiian crime wave (laughs)
0: I know, right? Again, you know, they that they could leave. I mean, they could leave uh, rehab or the mental institution or wherever they have put them. There's no saying that you know Ezra just couldn't run away or that this couldn't take. They're really hoping that they can fix all of this in a year. It, it it's funny, you know. I I I, w- I was actually surprised to hear Miller go. Oh, you know, I'm going to be working on my mental illness. I assumed they were going to go with the much more classic celebrity fuck up deflection. That is like, oh, I am an alcoholic. <laughs>
1: yeah 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 i was inebriated or something yeah
0: yes i am an alcoholic is what it was the frickin', uh, was it it worked for mel gibson right <laughs> that's my pro- tiger woods i'm a sexaholic that's my problem i can't be held accountable for the things that i have done yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean if it is a thing that can be helped i mean more power to them but at the same time i think they're gonna have to have a reckoning of like yeah but a lot of your behavior was just you being an asshole (laughs) like we have video footage of you choking a woman yeah yeah
1: there's actually a lot of video footage of him doing his various uh villainous deeds but but yeah i i assume just after this film comes out we're not gonna see him as flash
0: ever again no, no. I, I mean, I think they basically said as much Warner Brothers, you know, we're, we're severing ties with Miller. Yeah. <laughs> now, keeping in the realm of DC news, of course, you said, Matt, you know, what's the future, you know, post Flashpoint, post everything else. They sure seem to be putting a lot of time and effort and focus on it. Uh, we had heard a couple weeks ago, you know, from Zasloff and from the higher ups at Warner Brothers, they wanted to find their own Kevin Feige surrogate and one of the names floated around is a name we know quite well greg berlanti
1: yeah and everyone was quick to say this is absolutely terrible but it really isn't
0: it is not is the thing and i i am the last person i thought would be defending <laughs> greg berlanti as i have said time and time again my youtube career basically started talking mad shit about the green lantern movie that mm-hmm. he was involved in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yet, despite all of that, the dude actually seemed to have taken that failure in stride, didn't get bitter about it, didn't get salty about it. He just got to work making the CWDC universe the powerhouse that it was for all the years that it was. And whether you loved or hate those shows, you cannot deny that they were very successful for a long time and accomplished more than the friggin', you know, movies did.
1: Oh, yeah. He was able to, like uh crossover you know flash then, and arrow then flash and like, supergirl then all of the shows together with all these different comic book set uh crossovers like the elseworlds the X, then crisis yep. on infinite earths and ma- managed to somehow pull that off on a tv budget
0: yep now imagine that same man if he had an actual budget to work with and more yeah. creative control yeah I think you could do a lot worse and also I am a fan of the Redemption story. I am a fan of the Redemption Arc and I think there's something kind of beautiful about the guy who helped tank the future of DC movies back in 2011, gets invited back and actually saves them all this time in 2022.
1: <laughs> it's funny looking in hindsight at that Green Lantern film because like you look at it now and you're like like, huh, if they started the, the cinematic Universe there, it, yeah, it would have been a very good start, but like at least they could have built to something. <laughs>
0: or something yeah i mean the idea that they spent like 800 million dollars on it and then hard pivoted with superman later because like that and superman actually came out like not that far apart
1: no no not at all
0: and like there was talk where it's like well maybe these are in the same universe maybe not we don't know yet yeah and then, of course, you know, Green Lantern failed. It was a massive laughingstock, and they're like, "Well, okay, I guess we really kind of gotta go the direction of Snyder and Man of Steel, where it's taking us." And well, I mean, we all saw where that road ended. Yeah, yeah,
1: and still seeing where that road ends, it ends with yeah, Ezra and Bella choking women.
0: <laughs> yeah, really, for real, Jesus Christ, you know what a what a crazy ride it's been. I mean, yeah, I think they can do a lot worse than Greg Berlanti, honestly. Yeah, yeah i think they can do much worse uh now again keeping it on the cw as we were again where we got all the best segues this way matt this is what happens when you know we don't do news for two weeks <laughs> uh superman and lois we're loving that show uh apparently its future is still safe from all we yes. understand
1: yeah it's, it's just about to start season three yeah
0: yeah, just about to start season three very soon. Though season three is gonna look a lot different than season one and two, and that is because there has been a huge recast happening. Huge last minute recast. Huge last minute recast. John Kent will be recast moving forward, which is a shame because I liked that actor and I liked what he brought to the role of John.
1: Yeah, Jordan Elsass wasn't wasn't too bad. I mean, he was pretty good as Jonathan Kent.
0: How how confusing is it that the actor who plays John's name is Jordan? I know, I know. That's that's really fucking I confusing. <laughs> I, I wonder what why did he leave? Does he again? Is this like the reason that other people have left CW shows before? They hate the schedule. Well, they're getting better deals, and they want to like get them now while they can instead of being tied down to a show.
1: There's no definitive answer, but there there's like stuff going around. Like apparently, it was for personal reasons.
0: Mm, that's uh, a shame.
1: Another one was, uh, and stuff that I've seen is that he's very uh, anti-vax
0: mm. and very,
1: and he's right on the edge of that tipping over into fucking Ben Shapiro, all that bullshit. Um, oh, that's a shit. And the thing I heard was that they allowed him, they, they were cool with it. They were like, okay, we'll give you, you, you just arrived two weeks early to do your quarantine, all that sort right. of stuff. And he never showed up
0: oh yeah can't can't put up with that especially on a cw show where they work so close together for such a long period of time if everyone if everyone is not a team player on that if someone gets sick if he gets like hochland sick then like yeah that's not gonna be good
1: the the other one um i heard is that it had to do with like mental problems and stuff Mm -hmm. which also a shame again obviously couldn't do the show because of that and he wants to get help and everything all more yeah. power to him so again it could be a combination of all these different things
0: it could be Ooh, that's that's unfortunate especially because it feels like the show is really hitting its stride now mm-hmm. and ah uh, it's just such we a shame ended season
1: after... two with the whole reveal that hey he's probably gonna end up getting like a cool like kryptonian war suit to help with his family and everything yeah and, yeah yeah
0: that he might get to have like his own like nightwing suit or something that's yeah. uh, that's a heartbreaker yeah yeah oh that's a shame well if he does need help i hope he gets the help there and i hope the new person they get is good do you think do you think they'll make a funny little joke about it like oh you've changed up. if you really hit you like a ton of bricks
1: <laughs> i'm wondering how how they're going to go with casting because they they literally start filming in like a week and a half two weeks or something
0: yeah wow yeah that's a hell of a thing uh but yeah so you know we'll keep you posted on that one as more news uh develops on it yeah Now, uh, moving on to the world of comics here, uh, we got some brand new books coming courtesy of Marvel. Some brand new creative teams are going to be taking over. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dan Slott, of course, has been wrapping up his Fantastic Four run for a while now. And they've already announced the new writer. It's going to be Ryan North, a Canadian fellow who I don't think I've read any of his other books, but I've apparently followed him on Twitter forever. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't think I've read any of his stuff either. But I follow him on Twitter, so he must be clever and good. And yeah, he's going to be taking Fantastic Four over, which means nice. I'm going to give Fantastic Four a chance again. Nice,
1: nice.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to check that one out. I know you were reading the Slot Run. Are you excited to keep reading?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, I uh, through Reckoning War and everything, uh, Slud has done some really great stuff with not just the fantastic four but like the marvel universe by like literally expanding it by opening up a new part of the universe that no one's ever been to before right uh so it'll be fun to see his run end with like the fantastic four doing what they've always done and just like exploring new new worlds and whatnot so i wonder if north is going to continue that
0: right uh the other new book that was getting a new creative team was iron man uh, Christopher Cantwell, of course, is coming to a close on that run, which you have loved a whole lot. Oh yeah, it's
1: gonna be hard to follow.
0: Yeah, exactly. You were uh, saying good stuff for that. Hey, thank you, a uh, new follower. I just saw that there. You spoke quite highly of that. Maybe I'll finally now get a chance to read it. But hey, one of our favorites on the show, real workman, unsung hero of comic books, Jerry Duggan, is going to be taking over the book, and it's going to be called Invincible Iron Man again.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for that. Again, uh, you know, Duggan is probably one of the most workman-like creators out there.
1: Yeah, he, I, I'm i intrigued to see uh, what he's going to be doing, especially following up on Cantwell's amazing run, as well as having to deal with all the stuff was going to leave over, because obviously yeah. Tony at the moment doesn't have his company anymore. He's just mm. fresh out of rehab. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know. <laughs> now, if I remember, too, Duggan, of course, was writing... Uh... What is it? Uh, the one of the Avengers books that wasn't really Avengers—it was Avengers and X-Men together. What the hell was that called again? Oh, Uncanny Avengers. Uncanny, yeah. He wrote that back in the day. He touched on some Iron Man stuff, and he was also the only guy who continued to write the whole Hank Pym, uh, Ultron stuff. I wonder if we're gonna see any of that make a reappearance wow. here, because it feels I like Pymtron's so. been pretty quiet.
1: Yeah, we haven't really seen anything of that Pymtron, like at all. Even like Hank Pym, who's who's. Technically involved in the uh in the actual Ant Man book that's going on you at the were moment, me, but yeah. it's like it's like a weird like oh it's the version from like back when he was first created, so it's not like Pimtron
0: Yeah, he's not the guy. Yeah, I I definitely uh, would like to see that come back because I know Duggan seemed to think like oh you know Pimtron actually makes like a good antagonist for Iron Man because they're both smart mm-hmm. guys with robot parts. Yeah, yeah and also because you know they both have the you know big long avengers connection
1: yeah i tell you it'd be a good uh good pull to after like michael korvac and and Mm. those people
0: yeah yeah, keep uh, keep the big foes coming. Uh, not to be outdone, DC also had some new books that they were going to be announcing. Uh, one that really surprised the shit out of me. Uh, Mark frickin' Silvestri of The Darkness and other book fames is going to be writing a Batman miniseries called Batman Joker The Deadly Duo cool but i don't give a shit because it's another fucking batman book i know i know right it's funny it feels like they didn't even really you know stress the batman part of this article they're like oh you know mark Silvestri writing a dc book oh cool what's he writing oh another batman one all right yeah it's like you you got me super high on then you brought me low again (laughs) yeah yeah i mean look it'll probably be cool again i like Silvestri. i feel like he hasn't written anything at the big two in like a million years so here's hoping he's got a good pitch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah we'll keep you posted on that uh furthermore not to be outdone jeff johns is like hey me too and i have three new books i want to <laughs> announce so yeah apparently spinning out of the pages of flashpoint beyond which is still going on currently mm-hmm we're going to be getting three new books from him. Uh one is a one-shot called The New Golden Age, which I'm guessing is probably going to be setting up a new status quo for whatever the hell Flashpoint Dark Crisis ends up doing with stuff. Yep, probably just
1: like yeah, a new uh look at like what the timeline is now basically.
0: Yeah. Uh then there's going to be the long awaited JSA book that he has wanted Finally. to write forever since one, he one was back in charge
1: one we've had teased for oh my god i don't know how long it's been like there was literally like a backup story about like hey yeah the jsa are coming back
0: yeah yeah i i wonder about that one but uh, especially because it's been in the works for so long you hope that he really has had something to say and that he hadn't had to change it too much yeah and uh the third and final one is star girl the lost children which i think is sounds like it's going to be a sequel to that last star girl series he did that he also referenced in flashpoint and because the star girl show is coming back soon it works out well he
1: also did a star girl one shot recently it was summer it was like a while ago it was star girl summer something
0: vacation yeah yeah Yeah, that's the one i was talking about oh okay yeah yeah Uh, i think that
1: like literally ended with like hey yeah we're getting a star girl series
0: uh cowboy here did robert downey jr get paid for the comics while he played iron man because the character looks similar to him image likeness i don't think so i think they changed him just enough so they didn't have to pay him well i
1: think that that's like comes in contracts and everything like yeah we're gonna use your likeness for like brand synergy and shit
0: I mean, I mean, like, comic artists love making characters look like actors all the time, and mm-hmm. I think, like, if comics made more money, maybe, like, famous people would be more upset and go after them, but yeah. famous people don't read comics, so... No, no. <laughs> Don't Don't tell Vincent Cassell that Doctor Doom looked like him for a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't tell Tommy Lee Jones that Norman Osborn looked like him for a bit. <laughs> and that's the thing, too. They only look that way for a bit. For a bit, yeah. <laughs> for a bit until the arc changes. Uh again, we talked about Star Girl, which you know is a project that a lot of us were afraid like, oh god, is this going to be safe under the Zaslav regime when he seems to be canceling anything that's too fun, stars a woman or a person of color. <laughs> uh another book that similarly we were all afraid of is Blue Beetle Graduation Day. That one's slated for November and again, it's coming back to coincide with the movie that we all fucking hope actually gets released <laughs> now.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. <laughs>
0: We'll see about that. I mean, if they were willing to kill uh, Batgirl when it was 90% done, there's no telling that they wouldn't kill this one, too, just because. Yeah. I I wonder what they're going to do with Jaime in the comics, because it feels like every time they've tried to relaunch the book, it's never quite worked because fans don't want to read anything new with him. They just want the conclusion to the old book they never got
1: yeah which in itself is kind of a problem like you're getting some you don't want the character to fucking move on and and progress or
0: anything it's it's really rough i feel bad for people who have to write blue beetle because you ask blue beetle fans it's like what do you want well i want the old series that i loved so much and fell in love with you know i want them to finish that okay but they can't though what else do you want i don't know yeah
1: yeah yeah nothing new
0: Again, well, it's like, well, we can't just do the Reach again, but, like, but like, maybe we should because people like that stuff. If I was them, and maybe they'll do this because there's something in the water. Obviously, the Charlton heroes are kind of popular again because of, uh, what is it, Peacemaker?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Make the Blue Beetle book a stealth uh, Charlton hero reunion book. <laughs> like have peacemakers show up and like kung fu master and our judo master and all those other people that'd be pretty cool concoct a reason for them to show up and hang out with each other it's blue beetle's book he leads it it's just his adventures just so happen to have him cross paths with all these Charlton heroes
1: yeah yeah and then captain Atom shows up and just blows up for
0: no reason because that's what he does that's all he does in every single appearance also also was that even captain adam oh no that was a captain adam from another universe who was living here so you've technically blown up multiple captain adams <laughs> well there's your story right there he shows up at high Mace. it's like you gotta help me blue beetle smart i can't stop blowing up all over the place <laughs> and high Mace, like you got the wrong blue beetle Want man i'm not the one who hung out with you back in the day ah shit blows up <laughs> But then he comes back together, and then he blows up again, and it's just Jaime being like, well, shit, I got to get this guy's whole team together to stop him from blowing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, look, that's a story. We wrote a story, Matt.
1: Yeah, but it's not the old story, so it sucks. No,
0: no it's not the Reach and Black Beetle and all the other stuff. Though, ironically, Peacemaker was in the uh, run that everyone likes. I think that was the first sh- uh, series that actually brought him back out okay. of obscurity after, like, decades away. Nice. Yeah, and it was the Christopher Priest one too. Go. Cool. cool. Or sorry, Christopher uh not Priest, that's the writer. I'm saying like what uh what Peacemaker's real name is. Yeah, Chris Smith? Yeah, Smith, yeah, Smith. Yeah. I love my I love my brain just auto completed. It's like, yeah, Christopher Priest. So yeah. Christopher Priest the comic writer is yeah, the new Peacemaker. he's the new now. Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah. John Cena's out. Yeah. Yeah, he's out. Christopher Priest, the older comic writer is in. <laughs> he's wearing the helmet he's like you know i'm actually a priest in real life too you know that's just not a funny name thing i'm actually ordained (laughs) and then he shoots people with a desert eagle it's great (laughs) now uh the x-men also had a new book too because it's been like two months and they haven't announced a new x-men book in a bit yeah they'll strain in there for a minute (laughs) <laughs> they were though. Really, this isn't a new book so much as it is a continuation of one that's already going on, which is another thing they're doing with the X-Men books now where it's like, it's a new series. Nah, actually, it's a sequel. Yeah, it's called uh, Sabretooth and the Exiles. It's going to be a five part mini series that, of course, continues after the events of the Sabretooth, Sabretooth book. Sabretooth. And it's him and all the other uh, mutants who got sent to the center of Krakoa for whatever reason, including Danny and Orphan Maker
1: yeah well i i kind of i fell off that series but like did he did he end it with like him still being like technically like krakow and satan
0: uh i only read issue one but i'm gonna guess yes if it's Sabretooth tooth in the exiles i'm guessing he's still gonna be mutant satan nice nice also too i guess toad would still be there too because toad technically took the rap for magneto for killing wanda so he's like the only innocent guy there as far as i know mm-hmm that'd be interesting i never thought i'd say that man i'm interested in toad's journey <laughs> want to know what's going on with toad you know wrongly convicted toad
1: yeah did you see that also you started announcing like a uh there was some some big uh event for the mutants coming up they were oh, like really? teasing it and they teased it with it was just like a it was like those um you know those inter lewd pages you get in the x-men books yes it was like one of them and it was just like big letters that just
0: said sos oh shit yeah and the o was red oh whatever that what you means thinking, <laughs> thinking that's like an x-men red or like omega red but no nah, he was already the villain of like the last wolverine event they can't yeah. keep bringing it back yeah Uh, Clay Decker helping us out. I haven't watched Young Justice since around episode 14 of the new season. Is it worth finishing or should I not bother? No, you should definitely finish it because they end the show in a nice place. They bookend it very nicely with uh, Connor and Megan. If that was the last episode, they ended it on a good thematic note because episode one is them saving friggin' Superboy and the final episode is Superboy basically going on to the next stage of his life.
1: Nice
0: yeah and you get real fight scenes with zod there's a great scene at the end where superman and superboy team up to fight zod and lore zod and his kid and it's great cool i i liked it a whole lot it's pretty cool uh what else we got going on after that uh, oh more new marvel stuff deadpool is getting a brand new number one again feels like forever since deadpool's had an ongoing series huh it does doesn't it
1: yeah i, well, I guess he kind of had that like anthology running for a little yeah
0: bit. I think it was good that we hadn't had a main in continuity Deadpool for a while. I think when those two movies were coming out we kinda tapped out on Deadpool pretty hard.
1: Yeah, and we had that really great uh uh run by was it was it Jim Zag or Jerry Duggan who wrote it after it was Se- yeah, he wrote it after Secret
0: uh Empire and it was just so good. Yeah, we had a couple smaller runs after that, but they just couldn't compare and I think for a lot yeah. of people they're like, No, Duggan ended it too well, I can't yeah. keep going. Yeah but uh yeah we got a new one here courtesy of alessa wong and she pitched it as a body horror romance okay okay which works for me i'm like all right that sounds like nothing else i'm reading right now sign me up for this please
1: yeah dead deadpool recently he came back in this week's x-force book
0: oh dc i dropped off on
1: x-force see see, i i picked it up because they said it was a judgment day time had fucking nothing to do with judgment day it was all about fucking craven
0: yeah, yeah, we'll get into that, too, when we talk about Judgment Day stuff and tie-ins, because uh, they, they're doing a weird thing with their tie-ins, and I don't know if I like it. <laughs> uh, Moreover, from that, uh, G. Will Wilson's Poison Ivy series, which I have heard great things about, is actually going to be get extended to 12 issues now. Cool, cool. Which means, shit, I guess I should go back and read it if it really is that good. DC rarely goes back and says, oh yeah, we're extending this run.
1: Yeah, they recently did it... Uh. To the um Saladin Ahmed Swamp Thing book. Yes. Uh not no. Saladin Ahmed Ram V, sorry.
0: Yes, and I think before that they did it with that Wonder Twins book you liked so much. Yes, yes. So clearly there must be something special there. And also I haven't read anything by G. Will Wilson in a very long time, which is a shame because I friggin' loved her so much in those original Miss Marvel years. Yeah. Uh moving on from there, Donnie Cates teases a brand new thanos thor centric story which he's basically been planting the seeds of since yes. his book began
1: yes yes he has this is obviously going to be the big payoff of those those yes. visions of of uh the mjolnir wielding uh
0: thanos, at the end of the world.
1: thanos with the infinity stones and yeah fuck it yeah.
0: well apparently how it starts is it's going to start with thor actually going back in time to be present for thanos's origins
1: Okay, cool.
0: So we're getting a time travel story, and I'm guessing this is also Donny Cates putting his own stamp on Thanos' origin, and maybe retconning some stuff here and there. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're gonna work in more Eternal shit now because that seems to be the way the winds are blowing. Probably, yeah. Again, it's funny. There's actually been two really excellent Thanos-like origin stories. There's the one that Jason Aaron did, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I forget what that one's called, but that one's really great and then uh mariko tamaki i think came back later and did one uh that was like focusing on like the early days of thanos and gamora when he like adopted Mm. slash kidnapped her yeah
1: there was also that really cool one um that was done as the eternal tie-in for the eternals Mm. book that recently ended uh it was thanos was it thanos rising or thanos rises or something like that
0: yeah, it was like people. a
1: one shot that like showed his birth and everything and why he got cast out and it was really fucking good
0: that was that was also good and that one directly references the jason aaron thanos yeah. book which was definitely called thanos rising i think that one was called thanos rise yeah so there's actually like a lot of really fucking good thanos origin stories How about that <laughs> he's like the superman of crazy purple space monsters <laughs> Where it's like, oh, geez, another origin? Oh, but this origin actually sounds pretty good, so all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which means I will also need to get caught up on friggin' Thor now, because I fell off it because Banner of War, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't have time to catch up on everything. So I just stop. And now I'm like, oh, well, but I got to read this though. Because this is what this has all been, you know, leading to. Leading to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't not know where this is going. Because also, as we've said before, that Thanos at the end of the world with the Necro Sword is also pretty true to like a story that's been a thread in a bunch of different Donny Cates mm-hmm. books.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in
0: th- everything Donny Cates has written at Marvel is connected in some way some way because you know thanos wins which i think was one of his first mm-hmm. big books yep is thanos being the last one at the end of the world where mm-hmm. he wins and this looks to be leading to that future wherein he wins yeah yeah and that of course that was the future that spawned the cosmic ghost rider and everything else because that's the story that was from yep so yeah it's a it's a whole thing yeah it's, it's that i'm actually I, I i'm really interested to see how that pays off and it was oh sorry it was teeny howard who did that gamora book yes thank you jaden that was also a really good one check out that uh, thanos origin story but yeah i, I want to check out that story and then i almost want to do like a video to be like the secret story in Donnie kate's works where it's like look let's follow this story as it goes
1: <laughs> i'm hoping he brings back the the inhumans because he was the one who who killed them off yes and, he or, did killed them off quote unquote he did they, they none of them died but um uh yeah he's the one who kind of like shelved them for a little bit so and and that was kind of also tied in with all this sort of stuff as well
0: yes it was so it yeah. sure was it's all connected man yeah it's all connected there's two things Kate wants to do he wants to bring back the inhumans and maybe the ultimate universe
1: <laughs> yeah oh fuck yeah we got that shit to deal with as well
0: oh shit! that's that's another thing he keeps promising slash (laughs) threatening and everything yeah (laughs) yeah the maker just left during that venom book and is just hanging out in the ruins of what used to be the ultimate universe and maybe he'll come back one day maybe he won't yeah yeah we'll we'll see uh now what else we got going on here i hate speaking of big returns and sequels greg pack is going to be returning for a planet Hulk sequel called return to sakar where it's like wait didn't didn't the totally awesome hulk didn't amadeus show return to sakar yes he did but this is different now
1: (laughs) this is different now because there's probably going to be a planet hulk movie or tv show coming soon or something
0: Yes, that that is the hot rumor about Hulk, and that will actually take us into talking about She-Hulk that dropped this week. But yes, the rumor around the campfires now is that Marvel, Disney may finally have worked out a deal with Universal to untangle the tangled web that is Hulk rights. Yep. That they may have finally bought them or got them back or something, and their big plan is to maybe actually have a real deal planet hulk movie and i'm sure people are saying but wasn't wasn't thor ragnarok planet hulk he took reference from it but there's nothing that says you can't do it again yeah yeah just
1: have it it set on a slightly do you do it on that uh on the thing again bring it back to donny cates and stuff he created a great gladiatorial arena that was in like the hand of like a dead celestial right yeah that's
0: or hell, it wouldn't even be that hard. And again, I can't believe the people, other comic book YouTubers even, not to name names, were like, oh, they'll never be able to do it because, you know, they've ruined the Hulk now because, you know, he's like smart and he's not angry and everything. And he oh, makes we'll jokes. Get to that. We'll get to that. And I'm like, guys, guys, you absolutely can't. You're just not thinking big enough. You need to be galaxy brained like me. Here's what you do. The Red King is the villain. He took over Sakar while Hulk was gone.
1: Yeah.
0: And now Hulk has to come back and fight his way up in the gladiatorial arena like he did once before to save the planet. And you bring in all the other characters that you didn't get in Love and Thunder and in Thor Ragnarok. It's really that easy if you try. Yeah, yeah and you make that the first story where hulk's like oh i thought i had it under control but oh you know my anger is coming back and it's never been the same like this oh the green door is opening the green door is opening i'm savage once again (laughs) and people will fucking love that or maybe they won't because people were all pissy and weird when they made scarlet witch act like how scarlet witch acts in the comics yeah yeah (laughs) and i'm like guys she's been a villain for almost as long as she's been a hero she always goes nuts and bad shit happens yeah yeah that's literally what they're adapting that's what most of her stories is about (laughs) i'm not saying it's a great look for her and a lot of times those stories aren't great but that's what they have to adapt they're being true to the character yeah yeah uh captain Kuhn didn't the original scar son of hulk book end with galactus eating the planet yeah but then uh what is it like the time stone or something brought it back and totally awesome hulk it was a whole thing and then I think maybe the planet stuck around after that. I didn't actually read the Totally Awesome Hulk, but I know because of, like, stone shit that was happening in, like, a Doctor Strange book, the planet got to come back, and, like, the Super Scroll got to live again. It was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. But yes, what I'm saying is you can totally do that. And hey, a return to Sakaar might actually not sound so crazy, because as we saw in She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Episode 1 that dropped this week yep instead of a gangland shooting that makes it so that uh jennifer walters gets uh exposed to her husband's gamma blood it's a weird Sicar scout ship that makes the two cousins have a car accident
1: yeah that was there apparently maybe sort of looking for hulk
0: yeah exactly for some reason that we don't know and again hey i'm saying maybe they need their champion back maybe some dickhead red king took over yeah maybe he has a son who wants some child support Oh, how about that? Yeah, that's your story there. Hulk goes and fights in the arena and finds out what do you mean I have a kid? What do you mean I fathered a child while I was gone?
1: <laughs> His son is the Red King.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a direction they could go if they wanted.
1: Remember, they mentioned that time works different on Sakaar. He
0: did, didn't they? Oh, they could make great use of that, couldn't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's an adult by the time you get there, and now it's Hulk trying to reconnect with his adult son. Yeah,
1: his, his son ends up being the Savage Hulk.
0: Yeah, oh, that's fun too, yeah, because now you got spin-off potential. Yeah. Hell, work Beta Ray Bill in there too, why don't you, like he was in the original comic. <laughs> yeah, have fucking Beta Ray Bill, why don't you, I like that. <laughs> But yeah, so She Hulk season one episode one. What uh, what did we think, Matt? I thought it was great. I thought it was great too. It's funny and it has a tone that is completely different from all the other Marvel stuffs. Yeah,
1: it's yeah, it's really funny. Uh, I, again, it's just as as I say, it's a lawyer
0: show. Lawyer, yeah, it's a comedy. Yeah,
1: and that's exactly well, what it is.
0: It's great cuz it kind of does both. You get like the workplace legal comedy and then you also get a whole segment of the show that's like, "Okay, let's answer some burning questions about Hulk because Hulk doesn't have his own movies to answer these questions, but they do it in such a funny MCU like hand wave We're giving you an answer, but it's a joke answer too where he's like, "Yep, and that's how I healed my hand from the Infinity Gauntlet." <laughs> Yep, and this is, I built this thing, and this is what allows me to, you know, be Banner when I want to be sometimes. (laughs) And that's all you need, man. Again, I love all these comic YouTubers who have, like, these big, crazy, interconnected theory videos, and I'm like, man, it's it's never that complicated in the movies. No, no it's they have weapons grade hand wavium for every problem and that's all you need because when you get to in the fucking weeds you get you know infinity unities and shit yeah
1: and you get and again they, they've got to realize that these shows aren't just catered directly to them that it's for a yeah. wider audience and to you know explain all this stuff like oh yeah no so i locked away my you know hulk self in the green door and all the all that stuff Nah no yeah. fuck that arm thing arm thing
0: yeah, we got to answer this question so we can move on and have fun times about whether or not Steve Rogers is a virgin or not. Yeah, yeah.
1: Captain America <laughs> fucks. Yeah,
0: he definitely fucks. Fucks for America is what he does because <laughs> he's a good boy and a patriot. Also, as Captain Kung corrected me, Beta Ray Bill was in the animated movie. He was replacing Silver Surfer. Yes, that's right. But hey, they could have Silver Surfer, too, because they're working up to Fantastic Four shit. <laughs> there you go.
1: Yeah, just have an appear there.
0: Yeah, why not? But yeah, it's a funny show. Uh, the main actress there. What's her name again? It uh, keeps escaping me. Tatiana, Ta- Tatiana
1: Masalani.
0: Masalani. Man, she has a great like every person quality to her, doesn't she? She
1: does. Yeah, she feels like a normal person who's just Would thrust you... into this into
0: this. which you need as these marvel things keep going on and they get bigger and crazier and more outlandish you need that grounding force and marvel was always good about that making their heroes these grounding forces
1: yeah absolutely yeah again like yeah they're they're all about like the street heroes and like the Mm -hmm. everyday people
0: whereas like dc's all like the gods and the
1: superpowered people
0: it's, it's the world outside your window, and you believe a person like Jen could exist, especially because uh, what I really love about this, and even though it is like a silly wackadoo comedy where, like, the Hulks do yoga and, you know, meditation and everything, what I really like about it what I don't think a lot of people are giving that first episode credit for is how it actually tackles, you know, the call to action, the call to heroism, mm-hmm. and Jen straight up saying, nah, I don't want to be a hero, I don't want to be a Hulk, I've only seen you be a Hulk, and it ruined your goddamn life. Yeah. (laughs)
1: yeah yeah you're 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 hiding out on like a a, a little peninsula like just because like you're both afraid of like the governments and then of yourself
0: exactly you know that's no way to live and also you know actually them giving bruce a fair amount to do where he's like all right i've written a whole i've literally written the book on hulks (laughs) and how to treat you and everything she's like no i don't need it because no two hulks are made differently and he's like fuck (laughs) again so all this work i did was you know basically worth nothing <laughs> is what you're saying because <laughs> no two hulks are created equal yeah yeah and also you know bringing up the importance of it too where it's like you know people are gonna want to create more hulks they're gonna want to weaponize what we are so you have to be careful out there in the mm-hmm. world
1: mm-hmm. and we and if, they've already seen it with like emil
0: blonsky Who mm-hmm. will be coming back in the show and will be being a main player yeah which is crazy to think Uh, I I, I love the courtroom stuff, and we only got a little of it because it was mostly, like, setting up origin stuff, but I love when just a D-list villain breaks in and has to get fought off. Yeah, yeah, fucking
1: Titania just breaks into the room and just starts trashing shit.
0: Love it, love it, because that's the sort of shit that would happen in a comic book. Yeah, yeah that's the story of shit that would have i love that like leapfrog is going to be in there and mantor and like a bunch of losers
1: yeah there's also a, a chris angel mind freak guy who's coming out here and his name is donny blaze <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> which people thought he was going to be johnny blaze
0: <laughs> that's funny i'm all about that yeah there's yeah. there's a lot to like about this show it's given a completely different tone a completely different energy and it's funny uh once again much like with taika watiti when people completely misinterpreted what he said about like oh i didn't even know that uh hercules was a marvel character yeah he's making a joke he's a funny man making a joke They'll never because...
1: take anything that man says in interviews seriously, seriously. he's new zealander he's You know, he's just, he's a couple of a couple of degrees removed from an australian we take nothing yeah. fucking seriously yeah. you it's, know?
0: again as i know from working with you it's all dry piss takes and again again yeah. it's funny oh i didn't know hercules was a marvel character because he existed in mythology oh. before but also i'm a man making a thor movie so obviously i know that it's different but i'm doing the thing they they got all up Gao's act this uh, ass this week who again is the woman who wrote the pickle rick episode of rick mm. and morty in case you're wondering because she's like yeah you know writing courtroom scenes is hard, so I just chose not to do it. Again, she's making a joke about how, like, that's not what this show is. If you want yeah. an ultra dry legal procedural, watch Law and Order. This show isn't Law and Order or hell. Watch that Daredevil show when it happens. I think they perfectly showed how they're going to be uh, approaching the courtroom stuff in this episode and that is it's important to jen she builds up to it but oh no my hulk life got in the way of it her life
1: gets away yeah you can tell that's exactly and that's that's the joke
0: that's the show that's the thing again the way that people online just forever go out of their way to misinterpret shit that should be obvious yeah god damn again but yes i i liked the show i'm excited to see where it goes from here and again hey we mentioned daredevil we're going to be getting daredevil we're going to be getting the wrecking crew and blonsky you know the the best really does seem like it's yet to come
1: yeah i am really excited to see and i I know everyone else is excited to see uh daredevil in this show but i'm really excited to see how they are going to do him like er, because everyone seems to assume that daredevil he cannot be funny he he has to be super serious the entire time and i'm just looking forward to like oh please make it the mark wade one where he's like Wandering around in a shirt that says, I'm not Daredevil, I'm not and all that sort oh, you, of stuff.
0: You know, they are. And yeah, so many people just telling on themselves. I mean, like, you don't read the comics, do you? You don't know that when Daredevil started in that yellow suit, he was more of a swashbuckler. Yeah. He was more of, you know, a smart ass, wry Spider Man type. It's only later when Miller and Bendis and that succession of writers got a hold of him did they really, you know, double down on the darkness. Uh, and Nasente even, mm-hmm. you know, really doubling down on making him a film noir character in fact that's what's great about daredevil the fact that he can do both and hop back and forth yes as the story dictates because yeah there's a lot of great you know mr magoo comedy you can have with a blind guy who's also you know has the greatest senses in the world yeah yeah it's a hell of a thing and yeah i i hope we get a cool little insight into like what daredevil via the mcu might be
1: yeah i'm intrigued to see as well like what they're gonna keep uh like in terms of canon with like his shows and like because yeah. obviously we've had uh fisk show up and it's still vincent d'onofrio and everything yes. so like what is going to be canon in the show to like mm. this show
0: mm. I, I know they said uh i think uh woolridge uh karen page there i think they definitely got her back i remember reading oh awesome yeah no uh, no word on foggy though i hope they get foggy back because he was a great yeah. foggy yeah
1: i hope they get him back too
0: i mean assumedly if they got karen back they got foggy back
1: yeah i, I would assume they yeah they would have gotten back like pretty much most of the core cast
0: yeah i mean unless he was really busy <laughs> yeah, is
1: scott glenn gonna come back as stick
0: oh man he was I a great so. stick he was fucking awesome <laughs> he perfectly embodied that character of like i'm You're a dirty f- old man just
1: fucking an asshole <laughs>
0: I'm just the biggest asshole, but you have to put up with me because I'm wise and know stuff that you need and also (laughs) because I'm, like, such an awesome fighter. Yeah. Yeah, Scott Glint doesn't get enough credit for how, like, awesome he was a stick. (laughs) And uh, we'll be talking about Daredevil more later when we talk about what we read this week. Yeah in fact hey do we want to hop into that then so so much came out this week and i'm certain matt and i both read like you know a bunch of different stuff
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i know we read like a lot of the same stuff but yeah there's like books that i've read that i know you haven't been reading
0: yeah it's a it's a hell of a week so where 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 would we like to start man should we start with judgment day because that's the big event and i know we've both been reading it (laughs) yeah let's start with judgment day okay so we had the first you know new tie-in series though it's not really a new tie-in series it's basically just a continuation of eternals they just didn't call it that yeah yeah <laughs> it's axe death to the mutants number one of yeah, three.
1: yeah and this, this this and the x-men issue really sold home what the event is going to be doing which is we're going to be seeing a lot of the same events but from all from all these different points of views from the x-men the avengers and the eternals which is i i quite like i quite like yeah
0: i I didn't read the x-men one i did flip through it though and i had a moment of like oh my god are we seeing this fight again from another angle how many angles can we see this one battle from yeah
1: i'll talk about the x-men one uh in a minute but yeah yeah this one was uh basically the events of judgment day issue two but from kind of like the Eternals machines point of view. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes, the machine is back doing commentary, which I thought was great. Yeah. That's such a fun bit from the Gillen series. I love that it maintains here.
1: Yes, he compares this this whole event to like a a tabletop RPG where like each each uh group involved has different like stats and each yes, one can like is better than the other but they're not better than that one or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah it's also uh what is it Ajax and cersei going back to lemuria to find icarus and all the other you know rebel eternals aka the movie adjacent Eternals. that you the forgotten ones did. yes yeah where it's like hey guys what have you been doing since this war started not much we're still recovering from like thanos blowing <laughs> all the shit up
1: yeah 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 we haven't had time to sleep
0: <laughs> yeah well we need your help because we're building god so you know get ready for that yep I love to, you know, Fastus, who, you know, betrayed them all uh, when this new series began, is distrustful of Ajak, where it's like, oh yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? A new god who could free us from the principles and everything. I don't know if I can trust you. Eh, we all really can't trust each other. We all basically just take turns betraying each other, I, don't we?
1: I like getting to see his, like him working it out where it's like wait you, you kidnapped mr sinister did you know this hmm. war was going to happen wait a minute did you start this war so you would have something to distract from you actually creating a god what the fuck yes. are you doing
0: <laughs> which is what you wanted they go into an ancient ancient deviant graveyard and fight like a bunch of Deviant ghosts, which is very cool. They also ask Crow, the leader of the Deviants, where it's like, hey, would you like to maybe join us in this fight against Droog and saving the world? And he's like, meh, you know, I, I'm i not the sort of leader who can force my people into doing anything. If we do come, it's because they want it, which to me seems like a total signpost for like, yes, the Deviants yeah. will get involved, Eternals and Deviants will fight side by side, but later.
1: Yeah, a little light, a little light down the line and i it's cool that Gillen keeps building on this whole thing we've seen icarus where like once icarus learnt the secret to like uh how eternals are reborn mm-hmm. and everything how he's gone out of his way to like learn like he, to not be a brute
0: and to not kill people yeah. i actually really respected that as well too where it's like oh yes he's learning which i i love that that's icarus's characterization in this series yeah he's kind of dumb
1: yeah yeah I, but there's like good reason because it's because he just like he knew he'd be brought back to life so he's like well why do i have to be safe why do i why can't i just like punch things until they die or i die you know it yeah. doesn't matter
0: we uh we also see that it was icarus and the other inhumans breaking into one of those like uh arsenal rooms yes. which uh, helped them depower the hex which in turn helped the mutants turn the tide of battle on mm. krakoa you know for one of those people who are saying like oh the mutants sure did defeat the hex easily eh, well now we see that yeah. it was actually a fight on two fronts
1: and the x-men issue picks up on that thread where we see gene get in contact with icarus and icarus tells him you gotta strike these rooms don't strike mm. the hex you know we'll help you get into these rooms and it's it's uh because we see at the, at the end of the uh, death of eternals how the the mutants breach the the armory. Yeah, yeah we see in the x-men book the other side of that where they actually do breach it and sink an iceman because this is this is the first issue with that new team
0: oh yeah i guess it
1: would be yeah, would so it? it's kind of like a trial by fire so uh yeah it's Should like it Firestar, it. iceman forge sink um havoc all these guys breach the um the armory and end up they don't destroy it they freeze it and basically make it mm. really really difficult to like undo what they did so they can't um use these weapons anymore and it's why the hex decide to leave
0: right huh yeah i saved that one till later when i flipped through it i'm like oh this is just the same fight from another thing well i'll save that till later in the week <laughs> yeah
1: it's if anything it's cool to see how this team's
0: going to be working together yeah i guess that would be the big and it's a pretty op too. team yeah it sure seemed like it didn't it yeah uh what else did we have this week Matt? what uh, what did we both share what did we both read <coughs> for sure
1: uh have you read world's finest
0: yet i have not actually i had a choice between that and batman the Night, and i chose the Night. <laughs> uh world's finest is so good uh yeah this is the big you know we got to find robin huh because we lost him in time while fighting devil Nisa. this this was
1: i mean technically you could call it a uh a filler but it's more a right. palate cleanser because it, it's 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 taken the stakes down from world ending ending devil to uh carnies who uh may (laughs) have stolen a bunch of money and are killing each other off because of greed
0: well you had me at carnies honestly (laughs) i'm not gonna lie
1: uh yeah so we so obviously robin got trapped in 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 the timeline somewhere uh we find out that he actually ended up on in the 1800s and oh yeah he, uh, he ends up in quarto maltese because that's where the the, uh. the tomb of nesra is he leaves batman and that a message because he knows they'll be there and he sees a circus in town so he just decides to join the circus <laughs> and just I like because oh they're going to be in quarto maltese for quite a while so that's a good way to like earn some money while i'm just like waiting here for batman and that to show up
0: yeah, fair enough. And so, yeah,
1: he does his his usual flying Graysons routine. So, and he he, he finds that he's kind of missing that sort of environment that where he's mm. like ups- accepted uh, right. for what he is. Um, but during this, uh, apparently all the people f- seem to think that a lot of the animals are killing Alakarnis, and he he doesn't oh. think that that's what's happening. So he begins to sort of investigate, and he, he notes that the three new guys joined joined up when they arrived in Corto Maltese and they were very eager to join up and he's he's investigating them and uh, two of them end up dead because of the bear killed them um, mm. But he knows it's a little bit more. And then Batman and Superman turn up and they end up joining in on like the circus act. And Superman's oh, that's the fun. strong man. And, yeah. and Batman's helping Robin do his Flying Graysons act and everything. Um, and it's eventually revealed that one of the guys that joined up, or all, all three that joined up were bank robbers. And they stole a mm. bunch of money and joined the circus just to hide out. Uh, until the heat died down but then the greed got to them and they started picking each other off one by one
0: and that so... sounds like a very golden age pulp yeah. story
1: yeah yeah and, and and um they end up setting like the tent on fire and there's just chaos and everything and and uh robin ends up stopping them and and yeah it's just it's just robin saying like hey these carnies kind of cool people he talks about how like carnies are often um very misunderstood people people mm. see them as like you know greasy you know slimy creepy people yeah. But he's like hey there's this person here who's like she has polio but she's invented like fire techniques that are still used in modern day and this guy's a juggler and he sends his money back to his family and all this oh, sort of stuff nice. and uh yes yeah, just just a nice little uh palate cleanser
0: dick grayson friends to carnies everywhere yeah
1: yeah they're not like the ones from the simpsons where they take
0: over the simpsons house yeah exactly (laughs) there you know those are the bad types of (laughs) carnies i can i can get into that uh i read the night uh that batman prequel book from chip zadarsky and honestly i had to eat some crow on this one okay So, remember, I'd been saying for everyone fans, like, I think Anton is going to be revealed to be Ghostmaker. And I'm like, that's stupid. Why would Chip Zdarsky in a series where he's created nothing but new characters, go out of his way to give a new non canon origin story for a character someone else made? (laughs) Well, it turned out Anton was fucking Ghostmaker. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, does this mean it's in continuity, or is this just like a, a different version of Ghostmaker?
0: So that's the part that blew my fucking mind because, you know, we see a bunch of flashes of like Bruce on his training and saying like, oh, for the last two months, someone has been trying to kill me. And I keep running into Anton and he keeps killing, you know, these masters. And one of the little panels we see is them in Ireland learning knife fighting. And that's how James Tynan debuted Ghostmaker. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, fuck me. Was this meant to be in canon at one point? Yeah. is it still canon is this going
1: to be revealed like once dark crisis ends oh yeah that's like the new origin
0: i mean maybe
1: i don't know I mean, it's just so he's weird. writing batman at the moment you it's know? true
0: Oh, it's geez. so it's so weird and so unexpected. That being said, I mean this is still like the best Ghostmaker story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely! I imagine it is.
0: <laughs> like even if it is like just completely editorially mandated, where they're like, "Oh, he's selling a lot of toys. Oh, he's getting a new solo series in a couple months. There, we want you to push him." Honestly, I thought the story worked better when Anton could just represent any of the people who you know was on Batman's side. You know when his crusade started, but who eventually turned against him but all right sure fine he's ghost maker and this is his canon non-canon origin story nice nice but yeah so that's that's a whole thing that's just one side of the story the other one is batman you know wants to learn from like a crazy timothy leary psychologist his final lesson he's like you know Mm -hmm. i want to learn how to make myself dead to pain and dead to emotion Mm mm-hmm is my thing, you know? Can you teach me to do that? Basically, can you help me become a psychopath like Anton and not care about anything? But of course, because he's Bruce Wayne and because, you know, he loves the world and Batman was never meant to be an unfeeling, uncaring individual, he doesn't. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's a, still a very solid series, weird Ghostmaker revelation, notwithstanding. <laughs> I don't even know if I don't like the Ghostmaker thing. I'm just so goddamn, like, gobsmacked by it. <laughs> because like i would have bet money i would have been like my left nut says this will never happen <laughs> and then i'd be having to give up my left nut right about now <laughs> so i'm glad i didn't but yeah Batman the night continues to be great uh the next one's going to be rachel ghoul oh nice so they're building up to that so if you're behind on that definitely get caught up
1: yeah so well, yeah what if they fucking reveal oh yeah, no, rachel ghoul is now like technically dead so like
0: yeah or something yeah i don't know uh what other books did you have, Matt?
1: Uh I had let me check my list here. Uh oh I had the end of the Banner of War uh saga with Hulk issue eight.
0: Oh, that only just ended now? Yeah, this
1: the last issue came out this week. There was a long wait between this last issue.
0: I was, I was gonna say, yeah, holy yeah. shit. Like there's been new Thor issues in between.
1: It was funny because earlier last week I was like banner of war finished didn't it and then like looked up and like holy shit no it's got one more issue that comes out this week what the fuck Uh, i don't know what the why the delays were if it was even delayed or anything but yeah
0: did they want to coincide with the release of she hulk and you know hulkamania
1: yeah maybe maybe
0: again if i again if i was to be thinking of a completely corporate editorial answer that answer i gave
1: uh yeah so this issue uh it, it, it's really it's set up really well because it's set up with like the watcher he's like watching the fight and he's like this is gonna he's gonna give us the answer to the age-old question who would win in a fight between the Hulk mm. or Thor
0: mm. and um yeah
1: they're like fucking fighting each other and everything and uh it it, it it's, it's really cool because Donny gives us like a really cool reason as to like why they've never technically fought quote-unquote uh and right. he has Beta Ray Bill basically say thor has always hold back held back because he's he's an honorable a humble mm. warrior he's an avenger uh you yeah know, he yeah. was sent to earth to learn humility and control and all that sort it's of stuff It's his whole thing yeah it's his whole thing but also like he saw hulk you know he knows banner is in there and he doesn't want to hurt banner because banner is his friend and ally mm. and everything but now that Hulk, now that thor has been gamma irradiated and turned <laughs> into a hulk he doesn't have that anymore So he is super strong and he ends up ripping off Hulk's arm and just like basically beating him to death with it and all that sort of stuff. But Odin manages to take control of Hulk because he's inside Hulk with Banner. Ah. And he manages to take Hulk to Asgard and trap him on Yggdrasil. And Yggdrasil, the idea is that Yggdrasil is going to use pretty much all of the magic in the known and unknown universes to burn the gamma
0: out of thor that's one way to do it it
1: doesn't work though and thor oh, ends up no. ripping apart Yggdrasil and destroying oh it. that sounds bad <laughs> yeah um so he, then banner decides well why we've tried with force and that's not worked why don't we try with words so he gives control of hulk over to odin and odin uh does the oh i'm sorry son let me help you Mm. you know i'll help you and he ends up burning away the entire gamma radiation from thor with mjolnir um and ends up freeing him and uh, like knocks everyone out and everything and in in the fact that no one saw what would happen basically what thor has done is given hulk an out because hulk survived and right. he ends up heading back into the bleed, but Hulk, uh, but Thor tells Tony Stark and Sif and all these people mm. that Hulk died in the explosion because no one but a uh. god could survive the explosion. So, right. so the Avengers and everyone all think that Hulk is now dead, which gets him kind of off the hook for what happened
0: in El Paso. Yeah, I guess it also sets him up to maybe go back to Cigar, as we yeah. were saying.
1: Yeah, it sets him up to go back into the bleed and fuck around in the multiverse and try and find a place for him to live
0: that way when he does come back it'll be a big deal the return of the hulk
1: and it's really cool because sif at the end says like yeah was it like really a like a good idea to do that like let him go and thor's like you know i probably would have agreed with you had i not felt the rage and anger that hulk feels thank like no one trusts him everyone's going to forever doubt him for what he did in el paso no one's ever going to believe that It wasn't banner who did that and thanks to the gamma infecting me i felt that rage and everything so i understand it better Mm. now so it's best he be left on his own
0: oh well that's nice yeah yeah that sounds good yeah i'll have to i'll have to read that now because i want to get back into reading thor which means i'll have (laughs) to read banner of war which means i'll have to catch up on hulk (laughs) So hold. On. It's hard being a comic fan sometimes. Even comics I like, I can't read sometimes. Hulk,
1: Hulk is really worth catching up on. It's 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 really quite a fun series, and I'm glad they're going back into the multiverse stuff because they're just starting to get into it when the Banner of War stuff uh, came on. He ended up fighting like a General Ross of vanilla Earth who uses oh. like uh, a, a gamma irradiated Peter Parker as a giant spider <laughs> weapon and everything. Okay,
0: that and, I did see. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Really saw pictures of that. Uh, I guess another really big Marvel book this week that I've been loving to death. Uh, I read Daredevil issue number two. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm and uh, man let me tell you uh, if you thought you knew where this series was going when Chip Zdarsky you know started <laughs> back with number one uh, you're wrong because they're going into some crazy direction. They go,
1: they're going hard into like the the, the religious Catholicism yep. themes
0: <laughs> oh yeah in a way where you're like yeah man why did it take them so long to do this because you remember like Al Ewing did a whole thing where yeah. Hulk bet God and it's yeah. like well why has Daredevil never done this because thematically it works and basically this is you know a mortal Daredevil Devil, essentially it's him meeting a real angel who says the reason your life keeps getting ruined every few years every new run is because god has willed it to be and i have been here pulling strings to make sure your life is always horrible and shitty <laughs> because you need that to be a better hero yeah
1: yeah the, this isn't a very nice nice angel it's it's one of the it's an avenging angel an old testament yep. angel
0: yeah yep whose name is goldman which i thought was yeah. interesting i'm like ah, oh, yes the jewish man is actually the judeo-christian <laughs> angel how about that So <laughs> as goldman tells it he didn't he wasn't always an angel it wasn't until he met matt murdoch that he heard the voice they don't say voice of god but it's very obvious that's what he said you know god yeah. told me what to do and daredevil doesn't even believe him at first he's like no you're just a crazy guy with meta powers this isn't my first rodeo but then the longer this story goes on he keeps doing shit and saying shit that only an angel could do slash no
1: yeah do you reckon though it will be revealed that like oh yeah he was just like uh, he's like an omega level mutant or something
0: i don't know man i really don't know yeah yeah because i read it
1: i'm like oh that's it'd be interesting to see like like dead of like literally have to fight god but then again there's like the experts like it could always just be like a red herring
0: yeah I, i i don't know it's very interesting if it is Literally, Daredevil fighting God, holy shit, that took balls to like, you know, take this character's faith and inverse in such a way. And if it is like a weird, like, kingpin conspiracy, like, ha ha ha, I made an angel to drive you crazy, because fuck you, Daredevil. (laughs) That's fine, too. Either way, I think there's a lot of really interesting ways you could spin it. It's the last bit that made me really love it, the tragedy where Goldie the angel is like, Yes, and God's gonna, you know, keep fucking up your life, and you know, people you love are gonna die and they're gonna push you away, but you're gonna be a better hero. But hey, sometimes good things will happen too. Like Christian will live only for you to know that you can't be with her because you've already made, you know, <laughs> deals and, you know, made plans for other stuff. That'll happen too, so you know, don't worry about that. <laughs> and i'm like wow <laughs> i i think this like goldie kicks his ass and he never even throws a punch
1: no yeah
0: yeah it's great in classic daredevil fashion daredevil beat himself up basically yeah
1: yeah no no. goldie is great i love that first part i think it was in the first issue where where he um where he does that thing with like that little bead where he like drops it on yes. the floor and it like trips up the cyclist and mm-hmm. like yeah that was great that was great
0: Yep, yeah, it's, uh, it's good shit. It's really good shit. Yeah. I uh, I like it. Again, if you thought, oh, you know, Zadarsky's probably out of steam after Devils ran and everything. Nope, not a steam mm-hmm. left in the tank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, he was clearly building up to this because they go back to that uh, bullseye story where he said he was seeing angels telling him to kill people. And, oh, that was actually Goldie. Yeah. <laughs> so they've been planning this for a really long time zadarsky Ah, uh, good old zadarsky tell me about it man i, I, I man if he could bring <laughs> some of this to batman wouldn't that be nice yeah,
1: i mean it looks like he's starting to with the batman of zero appearing and like actually That's like true. being somewhat interesting
0: yeah let's use every bit of continuity even the weird stuff
1: yeah yeah
0: uh what else did you have matt i had two more
1: uh i had avengers 1 million bc
0: oh yeah this is the big special thor one shot where jason aaron keeps saying he's gonna finally answer thor questions yeah and he does does he now do tell
1: um thor uh well it's all about um who's thor's mother and like like who who because everyone seems to assume it's it's the uh the phoenix and technically that's sort of true it's like half
0: true right because this this is a mystery that even thor himself (laughs) poopod in the pages of his own book (laughs) his
1: actual biological mother who he was born born from is gaia um but it's also it's also phoenix technically as well um but yeah the the story is set up uh that we see like the the avengers one billion team is just like fighting around and everything um and eventually um black panther their black panther is killed in combat and they they have like a funeral for and that's sort of the thing that sets uh wakanda off to become an isolationist uh, Mm -hmm. nation Mm -hmm. uh they don't want anything because they saw like like him being part of this team with all these gods and everything is what set it off and everything makes Um, sense And during all this, uh, Odin is being his uh, young kind of scummy self where, like, there's, like, a literal funeral for their friend. And he's like, hey, Phoenix, let's go over here and fuck. (laughs) And and Phoenix is like, no, our friend just fucking died, man. Just, you know cool it mate
0: keep, keep it in your pants for a <laughs> yeah, second yeah
1: <laughs> like shit starts getting the it's a bit turbulent she keeps like spurting his advances because she knows like eventually she's going to have to leave earth because the yep. phoenix literally needs to go out into the galaxy yeah, um, yeah. and if she stays on earth the you know, bad shit will happen um, and eventually uh, Odin's like, he like calls the Avengers to like Asgard. He's like, quick, we have, there's a big problem. They all gather and everything. And he, he's, he's literally like, okay, we're all here. Now Phoenix, we're going to get married right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Phoenix is like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's what like, ends deck. up, she ends up leaving. Um, and that's the genesis of the Avengers 1 billion team breaking up because, uh, um, odin is like ruined uh, it for everybody <laughs> odin is like really unhappy and everything and uh, apparently after after like him breaking up with uh phoenix he went around to like every other goddess to try and marry
0: like just someone amazing just fucking just, someone just the ultimate rebound guy yeah, Odin, yeah
1: um and that's where gaia comes in because gaia is one of these goddesses who he propositioned and phoenix ends up meeting with her and talking about it and talking like look i can't actually stay on earth because if i do you know the world will end the phoenix needs Mm -hmm. to go out into the universe and it's
0: kind of its thing do
1: other things yeah but you you're literally the goddess of earth you can stay here and be with odin and all that sort of stuff so they kind of make this proposition where gaia will marry odin and things will start to calm down phoenix can then leave and phoenix does indeed leave and then eventually thor is born to gaia and then that's when the frost giants attack the frost giants have been Mm. sort of like tacking here and there and they attack at the time gaia is giving birth and Mm. phoenix actually ends up returning to earth even though she knows it will be bad for her to help protect thor Cool. And and she ends up saving Thor's life, uh, from the Frost Giants. And that's kind of like where the story ends. We just kind of find out that like, yeah, obviously, Thor is Gaia and Odin's mm. son. Yeah, but also technically, Phoenix is his mother as well, like godmother sort of. Yes,
0: thing. A, a mother figure, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and and she sees she sees Thor as much as her child as a disguise because right. she, she would have been Thor's mother had things right. been different
0: right i was there when you were born and everything that's interesting enough i don't know why jason aaron felt so married to needing to tell that story all right
1: i i don't know either but yeah
0: whatever you know what that is probably that was probably some leftover shit from his own thor run he never got to tell
1: probably yeah probably the next arc or something yeah where
0: he's like look i have this one in the tank i never got to tell it let me tell it now yeah
1: i just i just i just love fucking horndog odin you know it's pretty fun (laughs) it's pretty funny
0: the the irredeemable odin yeah i like it yeah he's pretty good (laughs) uh the second last book i read this week was nightwing nightwing 95 nice nice very very brief it's nightwing maggie sawyer and batwoman they get all their teams together because they're finally ready to move on blockbusters operations and shut them all down in one night
1: nice how's uh kate and maggie working together (laughs)
0: Uh, it's awkward and it's funny because nightwing brings them all together and he's like do you do you guys have a history i don't know about (laughs) and at the end kate eventually tells him like yeah we were supposed to get married all the way back in the new 52 and we didn't and i blame myself and a lot of fans got all pissy with taylor about that even though it's like dude it's a day that ends in
1: y and fans will get pissy about the most
0: minute things with that guy i tell you it's like it's like guys friggin' taylor didn't write that he's agreeing with you that it's a bad choice that they totally should have gotten married and if he had it his way they would uh, i don't yeah, know what he, it
1: is about tom taylor and he just attracts like the most fucking brain rotted people to him it's
0: it's the stance but you know what it is he's been too popular for too long in a lot of people's minds hasn't
1: fucked he, up something yeah
0: Hasn't said or done anything too stupid. He gives fans what they want most of the time, but not always what they want and not in the way they want. Cause you know, that's how writing is done. Yeah. Yeah. And so people are like, well, why do you give those people what they want? But you don't give me what I want. And I'm like, he's not fucking Santa Claus. <laughs> he's a goddamn writer and i'm again he's trying to agree with you give you sympathy but yeah i i like the idea that maggie sawyer is going to be sticking around and is going to be the new uh commissioner of police oh uh, nice
1: i was wondering who's going to be the new commissioner after
0: mclean got the boot uh not only didn't mclean get the boot he got fucking murdered in this issue
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: (laughs) they're uh, they're sitting around talking to him and he's like oh but i got the file so you can't send me to jail you got to give me full you know immunity because i have it and they're like "Ooh, yeah you might have been taken out but the precinct is still super super corrupt and we're killing you <laughs> and maggie's like who the fuck let people get in there to talk to our number one witness oh my god this place is worse than i thought <laughs> <laughs> this place is the worst uh is but Maggie yes. gonna
1: bring over dance uh dan turpin with him uh yes he's got yes, a crack some fucking heads
0: Uh, he seemed like he was yeah he's her right hand man he's there he's right next to her yes and he's like geez maggie this is worse than i thought it's it's a beautiful team up it's wonderful i'm all about it it's
1: worse than that time when i became dark side yeah remember that
0: (laughs) uh blockbuster gets all pissed off because his like empire is destroyed now so he just takes a rocket launcher down to haven and starts firing it at orphans (laughs) yeah hell yeah yeah that's not a joke he literally does and nightwing's like oh my god what's wrong with you you sick maniac oh that's fucking great and then they start fighting and nightwing's mask gets knocked off and blockbuster sees his face and he's like oh fuck me i didn't have two enemies i had one grayson and nightwing are the same person Shit. <laughs> he has this amazing moment of realization of like god damn it i probably should have seen this
1: <laughs> it's so 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 uh obvious <laughs>
0: it's so obvious man i was really in my own head on this one but yeah nightwing continues to be great this really feels like them ramping up to like a big finale for the dick versus blockbuster story nice
1: yeah yeah i imagine issue 100 is probably going to be the end of that and the start of whatever else comes
0: yeah and uh if you love cameos this one is filled with cameos because dick calls in the entire bat family and the entire titans team to help him. oh nice yeah and it's so great it's like man why don't you do this more often you shut down an entire organized crime ring in one night
1: yeah yeah look at all the shit you can get done
0: (laughs) because you all work together but you know what? that's part of the fun too because it's like well yeah nightwing's the only one who could do that because everyone loves him and would come running when he asked and he's not and he's not afraid to ask for help unlike batman that's true yeah even batman's there batman's part of the group helping is the funny thing where's <laughs> well yeah well dick ass so of course i came
1: yeah but just don't ask me to do anything
0: yeah don't ask, don't ask me to ask you to come to gotham i have that under control <laughs> i can handle that terse. i
1: like to think in his head he's telling he's like, oh he needs me here he needs me here because because oh. otherwise he can't can't beat him can't beat him
0: yeah my, my son needs me my son needs my help <laughs> <laughs> i'm there to help because i'm a good father figure guy that's me (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that uh that was the one uh that was one of the last ones i read did uh did you read dark crisis young justice this week yet uh part of
1: it i i i i decided to read the flash tie-in over this one first (laughs)
0: well i read it and here's the thing this one is not nearly as angry pissy or abrasive as the other issues were but by god is it the most boring which i think actually makes it the worst
1: yeah from what i was reading out in it 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 did look like it it, it's gone full mask off and like it's obviously like like we've known and everyone knows that it's set in like a dark in like one of these dark worlds and everything it's why it's so dark and everything so it's kind of dropped that facade and um but yeah it just looks so fucking boring
0: (laughs) and yet it plays by different rules than the other worlds we've seen the heroes in where they get everything they ever want and they're happy about it but here they were gonna get everything they wanted but it's bad and wrong and like not how they remember it uh, this series is weird i wish it was angry and pissy and abrasive because at least then it's fun and interesting this this one is just them going through the motions
1: yeah yeah that's what it looked like look at like a, a word salad on every fucking page
0: Oh yeah. They, they talk and talk. It is, it's, it's a lot. They also do a thing that like made me do a double take where they're like, ah, yes, our greatest villains are assembled here. Lex Luthor, Captain Boomerang and Deathstroke. And it's like, oh yeah, Captain Boomerang killed Tim Drake's dad, like four or five fucking crises ago. (laughs) And then like he was alive though. Like both of Tim's parents were alive and then they just stopped writing about them and then they just fused his origin again because yeah. of mr oz and then they never dealt with the fact that he had parents who were alive but are now magically dead because of crises you see, and the
1: thing is like the book could have done something interesting like with, with that idea with like wow like i don't really like have anything new you know no you know it's all it's all old stuff it's all it's all the old stuff that's coming back and
0: everything that's the worst thing about it. And Impulse is like, you know, Deathstroke shot me in the leg one time. And I'm like, dude, that was like 20 years dude, ago. what's the what so
1: what worst b- shit happened to you? Since now, the, what are
0: you fuck? what are you fucking like this this issue is the definition of that saying why you got to bring up old shit that's literally <laughs> this whole thing where it's like oh my god will you kids not move the fuck on but
1: but then it's also really weird when you consider the first two issues which is which is like the writer not wanting to move on yes and like wanting and, and but then also saying the stuff that they were saying was good was also bad because it happened at a time where people were like racist and homophobic yeah, i like
0: good as remember. oh oh this, this book i really don't know what they're trying to say here one second it's a love letter then it's yeah. an indictment and now it's just kind of wallowing in it and i'm like what are you trying to say here yeah
1: two more issues left <laughs> i think two is it two
0: yeah two more which uh man i i actually hope it does go back to being pissy and abrasive because at least it was interesting every yeah. other dark Time ty and i've read well fine has been kind of boring and doesn't feel necessary because it's like oh yeah and then they were in a magic world where everything they wanted happened and i'm like okay there's not a lot of drama to that story but sure whatever
1: yeah it's, it's very very rare nowadays that you get like an a, a uh, an issues or like a series that's just like so tone deaf on what it
0: wants to be and it's, what it is it's kind of amazing like i pro- if i wasn't so fascinated by it i probably would have dumped it after issue one but i'm like no i need to take this <laughs> ride this is like the room of friggin comic book tie-ins i need to see where this is going yeah
1: that's questions like well this had to have gone through like editors and like all these different people and it still got through
0: i mean i think you want to you want the best example of why dc editorial doesn't give a shit about these characters and doesn't give a shit about young justice they let this book escape <laughs> into the wild yeah <laughs> They're like, yeah, sure, whatever, fine. You can't do any more damage to these characters that hasn't already been done. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part where people are like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to the Young Justice cast. i like, no, the worst thing that happened to the Young Justice cast was 20 years of inactivity and in stories that went nowhere. <laughs> the damage has already been done this is just like making you look at it look at it (laughs) which hey maybe that is what they're trying to say maybe that is what fitz martin is trying to say look at it look at this mess look what i have to work with (laughs) i mean yeah
1: but like you'd think at least by now there'd be of like some hint of that
0: (laughs) you'd hope so yeah uh no Cam doug i didn't actually get to read the tom king riddler time i plan to though i put it off because it's longer than the rest it's like 60 pages i have heard so many conflicting things on it some people are saying it's great some people are saying joel please read this and tear into this because it's back to the bad old
1: king for from yeah from what i've saw it's just it's just so much like wallowing in misery and like why and it's like it's tied to like killing joke and it's like like first off like why why is it tied to killing joke
0: i didn't think calling it one more day was literal but apparently it is or uh sorry uh, one bad day was literal but i guess it is
1: yeah and yeah i've heard so much conflicting stuff again like as you said it's back to like the old king way and it makes me questions like yeah why does riddler have to have like because it goes back to his childhood of course Mm -hmm. um why does he have to have like a terrible like dark origin why can't he just why can't he just be like the animated series one where he's like a game designer
0: he's just has these ideas he's fucking... smarter than everyone yeah
1: ju- just have him like that again
0: the best summation of riddler is ironically the title of that episode you just mentioned if you're so smart why aren't you rich
1: yeah yeah,
0: which I think is actually a much better way to take Riddler in a modern era where it seems like so many, quote unquote, smart people are also like worshipping wealth. And they're like, well, I'm rich, so I must be smart." And the Elon Musk's of the world. Riddler should yeah. just be Elon Musk.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's so much better than everyone else. But really, he's he's not. He's just some pasty white guy.
0: Yeah, I'm smart and I'm rich and I invented these things and have Batman being like, you didn't invent that. You paid someone else to invent it and slapped your name on it. Yeah, yeah. You and then he, any- then he
1: goes on on the social media and calls someone a pedophile or something. Exactly. Yeah.
0: See, that's what Riddler should be in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bland Man there helping this out. Uh, Megan Fitzmartin's writing for the Tim Solo series will either stick the landing or not what Devin Grayson was to Nightwing. There's no in between. Yeah, I've not read her... Uh, what is it her tim stuff i know she had the batman urban legends thing and she's going to be writing the new solo i feel like i should probably go back and like re-examine that just to see because i know people will probably want me to cover the first issue of that considering i
1: hadn't heard of anything about her like i didn't hear anything about bad about those those books from her like i could they're probably pretty good but yeah it makes you question like why was this like the oddity
0: yeah, I mean, the only thing I heard about it was people were complaining about uh, Tim Drake being made by, but those people are always going to complain. Yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, who gives a shit? Also, too, uh, Fitzmart, from what I understand, did not start in comics, came from, like, superhero television and animated. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, I want to give her credit because it's like, you know... maybe credit's not the right word but you know i want to not be too harsh on her because it's like well you know you're coming from a different medium and you know a lot of people sometimes you know growing pains before they get it right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like this is good you know comic books should be looking to writers outside the comic book ecosystem because sometimes they do get too in the weeds and too in their own head
1: absolutely yeah
0: so that's a whole thing but uh yeah no i uh that's the last one i read there i read the freaking uh dark crisis thing and it was it was boring which is a shame (laughs) because i loved talking about it when it was fucking unhinged and just swinging left and right
1: yeah uh, we got to a couple more issues so maybe it will go back to that
0: hopefully it'll go crazy again i'm hoping it will
1: yes um well the last issue i read was the dark crisis tie-in
0: the the flash tie-in which i'm uh, guessing was better it feels like the green lantern one and the flash ones are the ones you actually need to read yeah so
1: um yeah this this one um again it's it's sort of the end of the search of barry allen because they find him um right. linda park who now has speed powers heads into the multiverse to try and find her kids who have wound up on like that dark gotham world uh where the flash is called night flash he's basically <laughs> batman um but we get like his origin Uh, and it turns out his his uh his father henry allen was a a renowned scientist who developed a formula that um was like rapid healing Mm -hmm. and um he, he was getting ready to make like a bunch of money but then a crime boss uh turned up and wanted um wanted it for himself and held um henry hostage and then killed nora allen and then want, went to kill barry oh. but then the lightning struck the lab and oh. barry ended up with his speed powers and he ended up becoming the night, uh the night flash and this kid thinks he's night flash champion
0: of the night defeater of the sun
1: and this kid thinks he's uh like a dictator and everything so he convinces Jaya and ira to like try and take him down um while that's happening, Max and Jesse find the Ala uh, Barry Allen on like the Mad Max world, and he's mm-hmm. and we find that he's trying to get this pearl to which is the last little bit of magic in his world to like oh. uh, the location of this event that turned his world into a wasteland, since it apparently will revert it. And cool. so they end up helping him defeat like not immortal Joe and all those people. <laughs> um, wally and wallace meanwhile are on they've actually found the real barry allen and he still thinks he sees he sees
0: wally as reverse flash so he's like almost beaten to death um and you know when you say reverse flash does he see him as main universe reverse flash or the new 52 reverse flash that wallace is actually related to
1: no he sees him as eobard
0: thorn oh okay
1: yeah and um uh he's only saved by linda's uh a rival who ends up manage managing to knock barry out and like convince him to snap out of the days that prior has put him in and he mm. does that and it's like oh, it's such, so good because like when he snaps out of it uh, throughout this whole book he's been done in like the old sort of yeah uh, yeah carmine infantino sort of flash when he snaps mm. out of it he reverts back to like daniel samper flash
0: <laughs> i um, love art jokes
1: <laughs> yeah it, it's so good um Ira and Jai meanwhile continue to fight the Night Flash, and Jay Garrick shows up because he came to look for them, and we find out that Night Flash is actually the good guy, and the kid mm. who they were talked into killing, uh, Night Flash is actually the bad guy, and we learn that that the kid is Knives Moroni who mm. was the crime boss who tried to kill henry allen and we find out that the serum actually and the lightning hit him as well but instead <laughs> of giving him speed powers it, it reverse it reversed his age every year he grows younger and younger and he wants oh, to try and some... kill uh night flash before he
0: ceases to exist oh that's some fun like dick tracy meets benjamin yeah. button shit i like yeah. that
1: yeah it's great it's great um so yeah they end up teaming up with night flash and like feeding him and everything and they, they, they leave it open that night flash is probably going to come back in something
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um yeah they end all the all the uh people start all the uh different uh universes all sort of end their stories and we end with flash coming back to like the main universe but then he peels off realizing that okay so if i was stuck in this universe the other justice league members are going to be stuck in universes like this mm-hmm. and i've got to find them and uh green uh green lantern who hal jordan he's gone off to find prior in the dark crisis book so he yeah, yeah. he leaves through the speed force to go and find them and i guess we're going to pick up with him in dark in the dark crisis book
0: yeah see those sound like much better times yeah. than the ones i've been reading yeah the world the world's without a blank don't really go anywhere there's no drama because there's perfect worlds this you know young justice book we're reading is just bug nuts fucking insane yeah <laughs> it's like none of the tie-ins really seem worth it except for this and the green lantern which i guess the book basically told you that when it started because they're the only ones they bother setting up in the main uh, dark crisis series mm-hmm. they're like hey go read these and also it doesn't uh, williamson's not writing both of them right both what uh both uh, the green lantern and flash tie-ins, is he
1: no no uh jeremy adams is writing the flash tie-in.
0: okay yeah okay see because usually that's a good way you can tell
1: <laughs> yeah and the green lantern the, the are you talking about the john stewart one that came out recently
0: uh no i know that's jeffrey Thorne.
1: no no then no that, that 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 green lantern one was uh Philip kennedy johnson
0: oh is it really okay so yeah, i'm all, of all them are being
1: written person. by like different people like tom king did the superman one right um, yeah, yeah yeah And he's uh, johnson's did the green lantern one i don't know who's doing the batman one
0: interesting huh yeah and it's They're really
1: right. weird that like the other like some Justice League members are just getting like backups.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that a man
1: sh- and a Hawk Girl.
0: <laughs> yeah, that really shows. they are actually on the Justice board. League, but they don't I get know. the book. They don't get the yeah. book. Yeah, there's the pecking order. If you got a backup story, that means you <laughs> suck. <laughs> well, wake, wake me when we get the inevitable Green Arrow Black Canary one. I'll read that one.
1: That's coming soon. Uh, coming pretty soon, I think.
0: Oh yeah, but, they, gets... they
1: they technically survived though.
0: Yeah, quote unquote, didn't they? yeah yeah i'll have to check that out well i think that's just about it right for the show then we've covered everything so. we read yeah all right so we'll start just wrapping this one up again everyone thank you so much for joining us again sorry for the infrequentness of the show we're hoping to get it back to normal also we got another retro hero coming down the pipeline we're gonna do that fantastic four world's greatest hero show because it seems like the right time for it definitely yep also a lot of fans seem super stoked about it because a lot of our younger fans really grew up with it and really friggin' like it
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. i'm expecting another legion of superheroes level success on this one <laughs> hopefully oh uh space lord says cy spurrier is doing the batman one well that was probably gonna be good oh nice it'll be
1: all psychological and
0: shit yeah all psychological with a lot of deep theological meanings you're gonna have to <laughs> yeah, dig that, in that, that actually
1: have like payoff and everything <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, that actually matters and everything. Uh, of course, thank you, everyone, you know, who donated tonight there. Bland Man, Captain Coon, Clay Decker, Cowboy, and everything. Much, much appreciated. Again, if you're a patron, you'll be sure to get the both video and audio versions of this show first before anyone else. Uh, I've been uploading some more stuff for Capes and Crooks on there, too. Some, you know, like promo art that I've been screwing around with. Uh, hopefully, nice. we'll be able to get that back soon. I know people were asking. It just sucks that we had to record half an episode and then everyone went off to do other shit, so I haven't been able to wrangle them back again.
1: Are you moving to D and D one rules?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Matt. <laughs> uh, I have I have read over the rules and i've decided instead of moving over to dnd1 rules i'm going to continue to misrepresent the rules of 5e as i have been
1: doing what is the deal with those dnd1 rules is it like easier or something or...
0: I, they don't even really know because no one's yeah. really gotten to look at the books basically what they're saying is look we know dnd5e was the most successful version of this that we've ever done it got new people to watch and play like never before entire you know shows and streaming empires are built off the back of this so we promise we're not going to change it too much seem to be the takeaway
1: okay yeah because i would have thought they would have tried like it, oh, it's really popular now let's like make one that's like super easy for like anyone to play
0: i mean here's the thing 5e is really easy yeah, yeah what yeah, it is yeah so there's not much they can change but also they gotta change it up every so often because they gotta sell you new books yeah. and new modules and new, new models figures and
1: everything. yeah dice yeah. and all that shit
0: yeah new art and they've rung basically as much about 5e as they possibly can the big new thing is they're promising integration with the app with the roll 20 app and everything because wizards of the coast bought them and they're like look if you get this you'll get digital and physical copies that you can carry around with you everywhere which is certainly nice yeah and they're working on a digital board thing because right now other companies do digital boards, so they don't make any money off the back of that.
1: Okay, yeah, 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 because it's all like tabletop simulator and um, yeah. Tailspire and all those games. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. It sounds more like an integration of other stuff than a real yeah. sequel, which is funny because in years past they've had like AD&D or like D&D Plus or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that they just didn't call this, you know, Five Plus or something like that. Yeah. They gotta, they gotta have a big name, so you'll buy new stuff. But uh, yes, on that note, everyone, now that we had a lovely little detour into the world of tabletop games, uh, thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll have this one up soon for you in an audio and uh, visual for you to enjoy. And uh, here's hoping we don't fall off the face of the earth again. I swear, it is not my intention for the show to be bi biweekly. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, yeah, it's just been very busy.
0: <laughs> just been very busy. August has just been whooping my fucking ass. <laughs> So until then, everyone, good night and goodbye.